Yo, yo, you know where you are. This is the All the Smoke podcast with Simone and Meek. Hey, hey. What's going on, Shimon? Nothing much. Chilling. Chillaxing? Yep. You all, you all <laughs> with the monotone, <laughs> dry eyes, bull from grip. That's my usual. Voice. That's your usual? All right, look, I know we've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> I've been hookahing it up a little bit and a little, you know, a couple other all the smoke <laughs> things. <laughs> so I'm feeling a little alright right now. Still tired as always, of course. Um, but for the sake of transparency, although we are together, um, we're not recording on our regular Friday spot. Now, I don't know if the listeners know, but not only do we drop our episodes on Fridays, we usually record on Fridays as well. Just happens to work out that way. It's what's best for both of our schedules. Howsoever, <laughs> today is actually not Friday at all. Today is Sunday. The Lord's Day. <laughs> okay. And blessed be, because not only is it a different day, it's a different time, because we decided to record after the verses. Yes. yes. <laughs> Auntie Patty and Auntie Gladys did they thing on some nostalgic, uh, Feel good, adoration, black woman, magic power, potion, lotion. Hey, yo. <laughs> Patty kicks her fucking shoes off, yeah. As always. It wouldn't have been a versus with Patty without kicking the shoes this off. This part is true. I needed, the, I needed the shoes off and I needed the I wings. was just waiting for it to happen. I, I knew it was coming, just didn't know when. The only thing that could have set that shit off the top for me was would have been at the end if she just took a nice bite of a piece of patty pie just a slice if they had brought that motherfucking patty pie out at the end because you could tell anybody that watched it they were unsure about hey! the they were unsure that it's like do we are we done we're ending it's over no should we to the end of a song no we shouldn't are we done all right like, so i'm like that's the only thing that would have did it in for me is at the end of they should have had her bring out her pie and they should have had Gladys bring out that motherfucking banana pudding and they should have sat there, kicked off both their shoes, yeah, and shared in some dessert. That would have just made my whole fucking night. That would have been the explanation point to the verse of sentence. Honey, Dion walked in there. She said, Y'all bitches ain't leaving me out. Period. Just y'all bitches can't do it like me. <laughs> but she can't do it like me. I did feel bad though, because no disrespect. I love these women, they're beautiful. Um, I absolutely admire their bodies of work. Yeah. Um, they seem like they're really cool people. But then I walked up that bitch looking like Crip Keeper, and I was like, <laughs> um, we sure? Shut up! Is we sure? Because them ladies were sitting up there looking pretty. They were sitting Auntie Dion always had a strong face. <laughs> I'm sorry. The <laughs> face always been strong. Lust to be designed. Yes. I love you. I swear I love you. You auntie too, but I was just like, is this what we really doing? She, she it was one of the situations where you sit there like, they got to bring the entourage up. Like, yeah. this could be possible. Dion <laughs> said, I don't want, I was on the mass singer. Right there you leave me out. <laughs> I said, what is the purpose? I ain't never do that no other time. I guess she put up too much of a fuck, you know, fuss or fight or whatever. I don't know. They did reference her a couple times. That's why I was like, oh, okay, cool. Really, ma'am, ma'am. Listen, then, ma'am, and plus, you got one that's sitting up there with the motherfucking red bottom, sitting pretty with the mirror, and pulled out the little 
uh, foundation touching up the lipstick and shit than the other one all glistening and glittery and shit matching the fucking shit. Gladys look good as shit though. Look great. She and then you got Dion motherfucking ass coming out <laughs> with like, what was we doing? Finger waves? What, what the fuck was this? Like a S-curl press down? Ma'am. Ma'am. Let these motherfucking divas yes. have a moment. This is who they call. Okay? This is who they call. But once again, all respect to they handled it amazingly well. Yo, they had some mad live vocals. Yeah. Gladys, I don't care what nobody say. I love Patty too. Yeah. The, uh, I love her to life. I ain't gonna say to death. I love her to life. And, and her bangers are bangers. She about period. She's a move period. However, for the sake of this versus, if you're gonna look at it as a battle, not hit to hit, performance to performance, Gladys killed it. Really? Gladys killed it. Gladys <sighs> murdered the cat. Gladys was up there motherfucker doing a two-step. Okay. Gladys was hitting her notes, no flats. Gladys was remembering her lines. Patty then cussed the motherfucker people out for not putting her lyrics on the teleprompter. Man, these are your songs. Okay? Man, she got such a large body of work, though. She does. If I could remember her motherfucking song, she could shit. Because all I'm saying, I ain't get paid not a dime to recant or recall any of the shit that she has sung. However, once again, it wasn't a battle. It was more of like a celebration. Yeah. And I respect that. Dion, ma'am, <laughs> let's not say we did. Listen. <laughs> let's not say we did. But you didn't miss this one. I didn't. I didn't. I think, matter of fact, not I think. I know this is the first verses I've watched from start to finish. I know you feel like you were forced. <laughs> this was it. Usually when they're on, like I pop in, watch for 10, 15 minutes, and then go on about my business. Yeah, you just it. so that way I you can say. 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> just so that way I can say. I saw something. I was on it. I, I synced it. Yes, I synced it. When people start asking you questions, you say I synced it. No, I, I feel you. Um, I mean, I've I've watched some. Funny thing is, I've not. I've never watched the first one. I caught it every subsequent one. Subsequent one after. Um, this one was really good. I mean, as always, they talk too goddamn much. Yeah. But this one seems like the talking was like scripted in, like scheduled in. Cause it was almost like, all right, let's do this small talk long enough for the beat to drop. <laughs> Once the beat drop, I know to shut up and go ahead and you know do my song. But like I said, people, people, you know, Gladys was the underdog. I respect it. Yeah, I but Gladys tore that shit up. They was even giving Gladys whole song sets, and they was only giving Patty. Her 90 second her clips. Okay, 90 seconds or the and hook. On my goddamn own. <laughs> Was Michael McDonald on the verses? Yes. That was that was a damn he 90 did. seconds. It's part of the song. I know. I was like, who did that? <laughs> so we said, hey, listen to Michael McDonald. Yes. Michael McDonald should have came out with the Ward. Pretty sure should have. Now that? Now that? <laughs> so many times. <laughs> Yo, I probably would have been no one good. I'd have kicked my motherfucking mm-hmm. shit off. Jumped up and did the, did the uh, bird or whatever yep. the fuck that dance is. Flat my wings in, in a patty fashion. I was about to get the wig out and start doing the head back and forth. Okay? But you know you got to have a wig that's like secured but not all the way on so that that shit will deflate a little bit because that's, that's patty style, child. Okay? And speaking of, you know who tried to uh, she ain't trying to bite, right? Because they were in the same age. They was doing their thing. 
That's a Tina thing too. I was just thinking about her. That's yeah. a Tina thing too with the motherfucking wig I love and, the, Tina. and the motherfucking shoulders. You know the yes. shoulders for me. Church house, yes. old house, in house, house, house. <laughs> she could yo. She could have. She could have. She got some bops too. Like oh, I, oh, I fucks with Tina. Me too. I love me some Tina. Girl. I'll be a private dancer. Oh shit, dancer hey. for money. Hey, do what you want me to do. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. Speaking of, yeah, didn't Patty say? She basically said sex work. Is it, work. That's exactly what she said. She said, "Look, they got to make their money too." Period. She shot out. The, the sex the gays and the gays. <laughs> Who would we be without the, the gays? Yes. I was like, okay, Miss yes. Patty with the strategic. <laughs> okay. Somebody told you to say that. That's the question for the world. Who would we be? <laughs> Where would we be yeah. without the gays? <laughs> Baby. Message. Okay. <laughs> but no, it was good. If y'all didn't see it, I don't I don't know. Um, but go back and watch the joint. It was, you know, if you in the if you in the in the age range, I won't say, um, then you'll enjoy it. Like I said, it has some it had some bops, it had some, you know, it had some bangers. And they're both Geminis. I'm sorry. Did everything funny. Did everything funny. I was like, look at them twins up there, motherfucker. Look at them twins up there. It was like the, the cast around Pollock. Of the fucking like Gemini, I mean, sign right there. You got to, like I said, I learned today that my Mars is in Gemini, whatever the fuck that means. Ooh, we'll talk about it later. It's about energy. <laughs> but anyway, I am, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good despite the fact that I'm tired. Um, and uh, this last week has been um, a little, uh, Ebb and flowish yeah. for me, like energy wise. I mean, we're talking about, well, at least I mentioned energy. Um, there are just some days that I'm like, oh, you know, time to go. Like, let's let's get it. Like, wake up in the morning, I'm like, we on. And then other days I wake up and I'm like, this shit again. Yep, Groundhog Day, like a motherfucker. Like, this shit again. Like, and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm talking to myself about what I need to do and I'm trying to get myself the pep talk and the motivational speech and the you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, if you don't, then you're going to beat yourself up about it. All this shit. And I had to realize, like, yo, I started doing this thing. This has been for a couple weeks now. What would I tell someone else coming to me saying the same shit that I'm experiencing? Like, what would I be saying to them, right? And I know a couple episodes back, I was talking about how how much I enjoy being, like, a cheerleader for people. And um, oftentimes, what I was thinking, I started, like, spewing off this, this like, you know, encouraging rhetoric and like you can do it type shit and in the all, all water boy and all that bullshit. <laughs> but like, I really do believe the shit I'm saying, and it comes so natural as a response to you know situations when when people come to me with stuff and when I see them going through things. But when it comes to me though, yeah. like I cannot get it together and cannot wrap my head around being that same person for me, and it got me thinking. Well, one, why, right? Like, what would stop me from being able to do that? But two, yo, what if I'm not the motherfucker that I think I am? Like, what would that mean if I learn that all this time, this shit has been coming off like a farce? Like, and I'm like, okay, like, that's that's some deep shit. Am I sleepy? Like, am I coming up with shit? 
or is this some real deal shit? And, you know, because I'm just a, a person that enjoys research, I started looking into it and end up going down That's a goddamn rabbit yeah. hole, a goddamn rabbit hole of other people in circumstances, situations where people experience the same thing. And so, I mean, I ain't trying to be on some self-diagnosis shit, but I'm like, yo, this sounds very much like imposter syndrome. Yeah. And just to give a layman's definition, because um, I didn't uh, go and seek out like the professional um, definition for it or anything like that to be able to provide right now. But it basically is what I'm saying. It's, you know, a person who um, presents, pretends, presents a particular way um, yet questions whether or not that's who they actually are and then has anxiety and fear around people discovering that they are not who they've claimed quote unquote to be um now i don't know if i would say necessarily that i had fear around somebody like challenging like me but i definitely have anxiety because what i just said if i'm if i'm being this person for other people right and then it quote unquote comes out that nah, I, I ain't quite as optimistic <laughs> about life in the fucking world as I present. What does that mean for what I, you know, kind of give to other people? I think that <clears throat> I mean you and I have had a conversation about this, you know, privately, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that is unique at all, mm-hmm. particularly to women, um, especially women and. Um, work environments. I think that what I later learned that it was a term for it, but I've always in some way um, felt the farce. And I think a part of imposter syndrome is this idea um, that we internalize that somehow, you know, we're not good enough, we're not smart enough. And so, you know, whatever advancements we make, you know, professionally or academically um, are somehow markers of something else. Yeah. Um, or attributed to something else. Um, and so I I often feel that way. I know many women who often feel that way. And it doesn't help that there are um, ever-present societal pressures that heighten these feelings of, um, you know, fallibility or the idea of being made or um, found out in some way. Um. Yeah. So it definitely the idea of being made. Yeah. Right. I think about that oftentimes because I also can relate to the idea of something um, that I felt for a really long time, even in childhood. Mm-hmm. Something you just said about like you know not being good enough, not being smart enough. I remember being in situations and feeling like, oh, you got you got past it this time. Yeah. You got through it this time, right? You they you know they didn't question anything this time. Like you made it. Um, instead of feeling like, nah, like you you have this thing or you worked your ass off to do this thing. It was kind of like you skated through this time, you know, maybe not so lucky next time. Yeah. And I remember kind of talking myself out of it then and kind of letting it subside. But it was always something that was there. It was always something that was in the back of my mind, like, hmm, you know, especially in comparison to other people. Right. And I think that that plays into what you're talking about, about the societal pressures that we face, especially as Black women, about always having to um, run the race, so to speak, right, with other people, mm-hmm. um, whether it's other women from other, you know, nationalities or men. 
right? So I remember feeling like, damn, you know, I'm surrounded by these people that are ex. You know what I mean? You know, am I staying yeah. in, you know, in this circle or, you know, do they know? Do they not know? You know, all these things. And it's like, I think that it's that figure till you make it thing that yeah. we kind of um, are taught very early on. I've said this often about the, I think I'm surrounded by dope ass, intelligent women and I, forever. forever. And I'm always like, <laughs> I'm the fucking odd man out here. And I think that that is um, something I've always felt like, like you said, since, yeah. since I was young. But that's been difficult <laughs> for me because I think you and I have always kind of gone back and forth with that. Like you'll do this thing where you're like, you know, edifying me, like, oh, you've done this and you've done that, and I'm so proud of you in this way and this and that, and then you'll be like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Yo, you one of the smartest fucking people I ever met. Like, and then I turn around and I do the same thing to you, and then I'm thinking, damn, she one of the smartest fucking people I ever met. Bitch, you sure you supposed to be up for No, I'm the one that does like, that. Like, you, like, she's smart as shit, but bro, like, oh. you know, and I think that, like I said, I think we do it with each other, but yeah. I think that we have a certain amount of trust and support from one another um, that it doesn't end up, you know, exacerbating into something, yeah. you know, more harmful and nefarious. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I think that those feelings unchecked easily breed feelings of, you know, envy, jealousy, and inferiority. Contention. Yes, contempt. Yeah. Um, like you said, unhealthy um, competition, right. all that shit. And so, yeah, like, I think that that's one of the, that's one of the things we have in our back pocket is not just our ability to communicate, but our ability to trust the other person in a way to say, like, let me get this vulnerable, transparent yeah. moment you know, in here real quick, because, yo, I come to learn, like you said, it ain't just me. Yeah. Um, and I think that oftentimes people, once they identify that, once they kind of get past that hurdle of, oh, shit, I'm living in secrecy this way, um... Now this is like isolation right. and loneliness and all this shit until you find out, you yeah, know, special, not so special. Yep. yep. <laughs> Which in this particular case, cool, I'm glad I'm not so fucking special. But it just, I couldn't help but to think about it, you know, because of the chat with Bozeman, you know, part that we were talking about the last episode. Um, I'm not suggesting that he experiences at all. It resonated with me because of what we were talking about other people. Mm-hmm doing to this man but turn him kind of into like a character you know what i mean how how much overlooking added the whole pressure, person yeah how much added pressure that may have had and, and contributed to some of his decisions in his like later um years so yeah i just kind of had to get that out um, i'm glad we're on the couch um <laughs> you know i'm processing i think one of the things that has been helpful for me and this is going to sound like some morbid shit um but the realization, and it sounds really trivial, none of us are making it out of here alive, Fix. right? Fix. None of us are. Fix. So I think that that to me... Yeah, that's the prize at the end of the race. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, that's the prize at the end. Death is the prize at the end of the fucking race, right? Everything we do between now and then is one to se- hopefully secure a future for those we leave. Right when we finish this race and two to make it as comfortable as possible for ourselves between now and yeah. now. And with that in mind, since none of us are making it out of here alive, mm-hmm. what's the worst? They used to say this to me all the time when I would bring these, you know, these feelings that I would have. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like 
I gotta send you invoices for all, <laughs> all of their work, all of those sessions. What is the worst that could happen? Right. Right. And I think that when you really start to think about um, you know, the what your idea of the worst is, mm-hmm. okay. You know, somebody fa- finds out that, you know, this is a quote unquote farce and that you're not really this person. What real life consequence, what does that look like? Sure. What, you know, what would that be? What would, what would the, what would the consequence be? Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I've kind of broken it down in my own head, it's like, oh, all right. If that's the worst, then that's manageable. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, anything before yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I think- mean, it, it definitely um, taps into what you were saying because I want to kind of close off that thought about why this could or would be a thing for us. And I'm not saying that only Black women experience this thing, but why it would be a thing for us is because I, I think that this is one of the times where the consequence actually outweighs for me um, the quote-unquote struggle with the feelings. Because if more women were open and honest about these feelings and we identified more people that said, hey, yo, I can relate to that, then it would start to break down some of these stereotypes about how women are supposed to be, right? If you aren't, quote unquote, always strong, what does that mean? What does that look like? No, that means you're human, not that you're weak. But if if I'm in isolation and I'm on some micro shit and I'm like, damn, it's me, right? Or just even a sprinkle, a handful of people that are connected to me that can relate, then it's just us. Yeah. And then like, we're, we're weak bitches, right? Instead of being like, no, bitch, the fact that you came to this and you got to this point and you were able to identify it and, and understand it and start breaking that shit down, that's some real deal shit. That's some yeah. bravery for your ass. And guess what? There are other motherfuckers out there that feel this way. And so the more that we can kind of open that up and open that door up and that conversation, that dialogue, people will realize, yo, this is some like, unnecessary and undue pressure and it doesn't change who you are as a fucking person as a matter of fact it does make you more human and again i'll say i I think all of these things you know are both direct and indirect indictments of capitalism and the pressure it puts on people to always be valuable right to always be productive in a way that um assesses you know, value or assigns value to your productivity. Yeah, AC is social currency. Right. Message. No, you got you yes. got sprinkle the politics <laughs> in this bitch. You gotta sprinkle the politics in this bitch. Cause see, right here I'm talking about the relationship that we have with ourselves and how it impacts how we view the world and interact with the world. But that politics shit, yo, you can never leave that out. You can we can never leave an episode without dropping right. at least patriarchy, misogyny. All oppression, shit. all that shit, because all of them go work all together of them in go conjunction, hand in hand yep. with the things that we experience that we don't even realize on a fucking micro level. Yep, real shit. Um, but since we're talking about uh perception and and how people relate to the world, um, and even like what it means to be like a particular black woman, right? Like the images of black women and the ways in which we try to uphold that shit too, right? This is what we've been taught. This is what we know. And we've been taught indirectly and directly the consequences of if you don't follow that program. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to have you kind of leave this part, but, but me t- you telling me rather about the Tony Braxton shit. Oh, <laughs> so a few weeks ago, she um, had been interviewed and 
um, in her, in her interview, she was kind of lamenting about, um, you know, some things that she didn't get to experience because of her religious upbringing. And so one of those things that she talked about was not having a, you know, a quote unquote whole face. Like she wished that she had slept with more people. Oh, whole face. Yeah, well, she yeah. didn't say whole face. Didn't I said whole face. Yeah. yeah, but she just said that she wished that she, you know, had slept with more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody was kind of like, you know, clowning. I wish she was sleeping more people. Maybe. I wish everybody was sleeping more people. Yeah, I'm just, that was my point. Responsibly, of course, but that yeah, sleep with more people. Look, I want to be <laughs> as, as soon as you told me she said it, because I did briefly go back and look, look you know, check into it a little bit. Um, baby girl. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know. As somebody who grew up in a very religious household, I definitely understood um, where she was coming from, from the perspective of being like a preacher's kid, um, that there was, like you mentioned earlier, a set of prescribed rules, um, you know, steeped in religious dogma that kind of, you know, shut her off, I guess, from that part of the world. Um, and and I'm, I imagine had a great impact on how she um, perceived herself as a sexual being. Right. Um, but. Uh, Yo, she's what, like 50 something, right? Yeah. So like, first of all. Bitch, you can still have a whole I face. I was about to say, period. You, you can still have a whole face. Fuck a face. <laughs> Fuck a ho, face. Ho is like. Look, ho is like, let me just, <laughs> ho better do better. Remember that shit? <laughs> ho better do better. Like, Yo. You pass having the babies. Whatever, you know, relationships you're having in terms of, like, your commitments and, you know, entanglements, et cetera, et cetera. Like, at this point, my, do you, you're not a PK no more. Because you know my kid, yeah. you're a grown-ass woman, and the idea that you would have to look back at you're like, but we joke about this all the time. What the fuck are we going to be doing when we rocking on a fucking porch, looking back, talking shit about our lives? Like, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm like, damn, bitch, I wish I would have. Nah. I want to have those stories that mom used to tell us. Period. I want to have those kind of fucking wild Period. ass stories. Period. <laughs> Period. Okay, so the idea that this woman, this beautiful woman, she's still gorgeous, still has an amazing yep. body, still has an amazing like you know career going on. What is the ma'am? Yeah, ma'am. I think that people s- severely undervalue. Um, the kind of personal development that being able to explore your, explore yourself and your desires without fear of repercussion. Yeah. Um, that's transformational. And I it think is. people gloss over and overlook it. Um, that shit's transformational. And it's like a fucking caterpillar butterfly yeah, type situation. Yeah. As tightly as you feel, um, as much as you see around you, the world around you. I mean, think about even how our like emotional development and maturity has evolved over time fuck a, a sexual re- revolution right fuck us you know sexual awakening fuck all that shit just the way we view the world ourselves right from what we've been taught before to now the idea that we would call it like a whole face now i know we're saying it jokingly yeah. just and like affirming it right in a positive light but back in the day that would have been like well this bitch trying to be a hub mm-hmm. she means sleeping with a whole bunch of people that ain't some shit you did you know what I mean? So, like, I could imagine not just being a PK, but living at, in a time in a society that's saying, I, I. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what women do. And then all of us buy into it. And then you do. Like, if you ever decide to step outside the box, those first couple experiences, those first couple years, 
yes, while they are transformational, they're also scary as shit. Because yeah. not only do you have to, you know, do something new with your physical self that you're not used to, you have to undermine your own prescribed set of ideas at that point, your own quote unquote value system mm-hmm. at that point, and deal with whatever backlash you're going to experience from your peer set, from your peer group. Like that's a lot of things going on at once. So I could see how she could have gone from, you know, this type of upbringing or whatever to now come to the realization like, ah, girl, I missed it. But you did. Exactly. But you did. The real tee-hee-hee. Yes. (laughs) Yes. The real tee-hee-hee is that it really wouldn't matter what age you are, I'm pretty sure. They niggas I hate them. I think one of the things, and I said this before, this idea that after us, because um, when the story was tweeted, fucking, what's the little short bull? Um, Black man, white man, Chinese man. <laughs> <laughs> what's the short bull? Dude, I can't think of his name. Um, I ain't going back and forth with you bitches living my best life. Yeah, 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 yeah. That nigga was like, oh, basically saying, you know, you did it right. You want you want to get ran through. Here we go. And I'm just like, basically, he alluded to her age in the tweet as well. Mm-hmm. And this idea that, like, you become, de- at a certain age, you become detached from sex and sexuality, that's just for the birth. I don't want to be at any age and not want to you know experience and feel pleasure so first of all this is believable he holds <laughs> zero weight <laughs> in the grand scheme of things this is the thing the one individual as an individual no it don't no no he weight. represents a collective yeah he represents yeah. a collective i'm just saying i ain't going back and forth with you bitch like <laughs> period like that's the thing right so you're saying he's alluding to like her age and shit like yeah. that duval you would fuck my guy. You would have mm. fucked her then. You would fuck her now. Then. It doesn't matter. Yes. That's the other part that kills me, right? We we get wrapped up into this idea of what a virtuous woman would be. Because that's really what we talk about, right? When we talk about yes. a woman, quote unquote, you know, her thirty-one got show all fucked up. Okay, go back and read your book. But you know, this virtuous woman, this you know, per, you know. Uh, preserving and protecting of this this thing, right? This precious thing, right? Guess what? Y'all fucking somebody, though. Yeah. Y'all fucking somebody. That's the weird part about the whole, like you said, the tee-hee-hee is that as women, we have to choose which side of the fucking fence we're going to be on. Either we're going to be on the prescribed set of value side, right? or we're going to be the motherfucker that he out here fucking anyway that's gaining all the motherfucking experience, that's <laughs> living her fucking life, <laughs> that's learning her fucking body, <laughs> That prioritizes her fucking orgasm. Yep. So it's like in that race, there are zero winners, yo. There are zero zero fucking winners. Because especially like I'm saying, a nigga like him, that's the reason why I'm like calling him out specifically. Because if this had been the quote unquote virtuous man, right? If this was going back to the so called stereotypic church boy, and I'm saying stereotypic church boy, because not Um. them motherfuckers be. Roth, okay, <laughs> but the stereotype of what we think of when we think about this quote unquote virtuous man, then the criticism would be like, okay, because you drank the Kool Aid too. But yes. when it comes from motherfuckers like that, meanwhile, Pastor Gray out here on his yeah. second affair, embarrassing the fuck out of his virtuous woman wife. Yeah. 
let the church say amen 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 child get the fuck on period (laughs) period the point is however like we said it before question everything yo every fucking thing that they told you everything you've been taught even if you don't think you need the questioning you think you got that shit on lock run it back through again yeah spin cycle please like (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, because you'll come to learn a lot of this shit is bullshit. All of it. All of it. It's, it's bullshit. bullshit. Facts. All of it. That's facts. Yo, I don't I I think that and I know I sound like I'm beating the dead horse, but that shit is legit transformational. When I think about my own self and how I got to, you know, 2020. Simone, the journey from don't exist. <laughs> next year is gonna be 1921 only. Like I can't fuck this year. Okay, fuck this year, but I hear you. There were, you know, several years in between, you know, the time I got married, when I got divorced, yeah, and now, and all of that has been a growth journey, and a large part of on um, that journey dealt with my sex, my yes. sexuality. Yes. Um me really learning again like what I enjoy, being able to communicate that to partners. Mm-hmm. Accepting acknowledging that thing. Yeah. Right? Cuz that's the thing like I said anytime you go to challenge something you've been told is this wool. Yeah, and that it, shit was hard. Like I grew up in a really religious home. Yeah. So, you know, that shit was work in and of itself. Oh, facts. Facts. The crazy part is I didn't grow up in such a rigid environment. Um, and I mean, we talk about this all the time. You you know, you know my mother. Like, it would be no reason why I would uh evolve from the cocoon, so to speak, <laughs> and not be on some like fly, you know, fly bird fly. Yeah. Like it would be no reason. But once again, you step outside of that thing and now you've heard a particular message that conflicts with this larger message. You're like, oh shit, I trust you. I love you, mom. But, but they out uh, here saying this. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Um, and so I spent so much time trying to figure out where I fit in between those two things. Because mm-hmm. I mean, come on in. You got a mom that's coming from the fucking 60s, 70s and shit. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, what she does, what she's able to get with, that ain't really, you know, Bob Ford 80, you know what I mean? Like, this shit, like, you know, it was some big shit coming out right when I was the fuck coming out. So, it was some big shit coming out. Seriously, when I was coming out, though, so, like, that same, you know, um, like you said, freedom and, you know, ability to just kind of, like, be and figure it out and be whatever, that shit didn't really, it wouldn't really work yeah for us at that time so that that was difficult for me and then after a while i was like you know what damn it you was right like for why for why am i listening to this shit because it's it's not self-serving at all i'm not going to get any different perception i remember being younger and i think we talked about this too not that long ago as well walking in the street and being catcalled And feeling uncomfortable and having a motherfucker say something to you on some like you that Philly shit, you whatever the fuck they say, and whatever your response was, 
It didn't matter the response. You still were met with, well, fuck you then, bitch. Or you're a whore. Yeah. Or, you, know, you, are, you are cute anyway. Exactly. Or whatever the fuck you, you know, you're going to hear as a backlash for that rejection. And it's like, you learn. Motherfuckers going to say what they going to well, say. Anyway, I be telling you all the time. The first time I ever recall being called a whore wasn't or a hoe, I wasn't even fucking. Wasn't even fucking. I've never no. been called a whore actually from anybody that, you know, anybody that meant anything, right? Like, after. Wasn't even fucking. And when I think back on that, that, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. It has absolutely no bearing, no impact on the way you're received, perceived, or whatever. And as a matter of fact, depending on what type of person that you are, you can get away with any and all of that shit and it still be received yeah. well. Because at that point, they got some other shit to go off of yeah. and they're going to make a determination based on everything as a whole and not just this isolated thing, part of you that you think that you're saving mm-hmm. which made me think on a side note sidebar sidebar <laughs> i don't know how i left you got me fucking watching this married at first, oh, married at first. Shit. and i don't know that's that's my shit right now shit, but married at first sight reality show where if you don't know where they get these like there's like six couples or whatever they get together that they the experts quote unquote put together from thousands of fucking yeah, applicants that yeah. come in and yeah they um, do these like exhaustive like surveys yes. and meet and greets with the experts yes relationship they come experts. up with um six six put together couples and these people don't know each other from adam literally um, don't see nothing. each other yeah don't know anything about each other not even a name yeah and don't find out anything at all about the other person until they are about to say i did or not but most of the time they usually go through with it and say i did um one of the fucking couples i don't remember season was season nine one of the, the girl was a virgin oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the girl was a fucking that was virgin. season nine and they they're young too like not too young though because i think late like 20s early yeah 30s. 27 28 years old and they you know match them together once again he doesn't know this right right and so he doesn't find out his mother is actually the one that tells him. I was surprised at the reception. Yeah, that at the wedding she says she's wearing a white dress. Yes, do you know what the significance was? And I was surprised that he didn't even know. He's like, uh, what's the significance? It's cream. Like, <laughs> the mom's like, no, that's white, white. That's very white. And he's like, okay, you gonna tell me? And she's like, it means she's never had sex before. And his face, baby. But from the thought part, I thought that was so interesting because moving forward throughout the episodes. That became the contentious part yes. of their relationship. Man. Now, don't get me wrong. She acted like a pure jackass. See, I told you. Okay. And emotionally Very immature. immature. And he kept, like, mm-hmm. you know, confronting her yeah. about this thing. But I'm, I was more interested, fuck her, I was more interested in his response to her virginity. Not the fact that she was behaving in a way. Because before she could even, you know develop or create or expose for him how she viewed her own sexuality he had already decided this a no-go now mind you they're married at this point right mm-hmm. the show is married at first sight you say i do and you stay with this person for eight weeks before you decide whether you want to continue with the marriage or right not. whether you want to get divorced or not he off rip was like i don't know if i want to be the one to and i thought that that was a i thought that that was a reasoned mature response though because to me I do. I think that that is from, not for me, right? Not for me personally, but I think that 
for him, her virginity meant something. To her, it meant something, no, which is got, why she, she saved it. it. She got saved it. That's why she saved it. Right. That's why and she saved it. I'm not going to any of these bags in the goddamn trash for real if you, my mom always said, if you ain't used the shit in the last couple of years, you don't need it. But you ain't used it in 27 years. You don't need it. And the problem with that was she didn't even know how to begin yeah. to explore. And that was another reason why I thought he had a hard time. But his initial hard time was just the, what he, the value he subscribed to it off rip. Yeah. And yes, it was based off of her decision. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. However, he was like, ah, I don't want that crazy shit that come with <laughs> Again, a bitch you never fucked before. Because I think for him, he was like, whatever that crazy shit is, it's going to jump off on me, and that's going to be eight weeks from now, and I got to figure out if I'm going to leave this girl high and dry, or if I'm going to stay with her or not. And I, I mean, yes, it was a certain amount of um, integrity, and I was like, damn, he is kind of arrogant for that shit, but it still was crazy to like, yo, 2020, and I know this didn't come out in 2020, but 20 fucking 20, we still are talking about adult virginity. Yeah. You know what's wild, though? Aside from that, I think what kind of like gave me like the light bulb going off when she, when they spent the night in his home, that mm-hmm. first night. The condoms? Yeah. yeah. And then she starts talking about, first of all, wait, it was only three, it was only three condoms in the boxes. No, you gotta say what happened though. So they stayed the night after the honeymoon, which all this stuff is provided by the show. I just wanted to point that out. That's not relevant to what I'm saying at all, but you know, whatever. They spend the night at his house the first night after the honeymoon. She's rummaging through his shit now. Bored over shit. I felt like he was a, a stand-up dude yeah, the entire too. time. Because what he's saying basically is, I recognize she's a very curious person. She's very, you know, interested in, like, she wants to know about me and all this stuff. She's nosy. Period. <laughs> so she's, like, going through the refrigerator, going through his drawers, going through this, going through that. She goes through the nightstand and finds an empty box of condoms. Magnum. Yes, baby. <laughs> okay. 28 years old. Okay. <laughs> and flips the fuck out. She's yes. like, this makes me very uncomfortable. And she goes and she confronts him. What's up the comments? And he like, no, this is the thing that was kicking me. This, 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 she slayed me on this one. What were you a nymphomaniac before we got married? Up until the, the day before we got married? So, I was like, a box? One little lonely, smeasly ass box of condoms? With three condoms in the box? No, you keep seeing three condoms in the box. He ended up saying it was three left, and then he took the three that were left on the honeymoon. He had them packed uh, I thought he said the pack only had three in no, it. No, it was a it was box. It was like a 48 box. <laughs> but he, only, he, he took the three that were left from the box, left the box. I don't know why. I throw that shit in the trash, baby. But he left the box and took the three in his suitcase on the honeymoon. Because in his mind, once yeah. again, he knows his motherfucking wife had never fucked before. He's like, we might, you know what I mean, do it. Yeah. You know, do some shit strange for some change, you know what I mean, on the honeymoon. So she's snapping the fuck out, and he's like, he cool as a fucking fan, though. Because he, he, he let her get her shit off, and he's just like, how is this helping us right now? Period. And she's like, it's not. It's just something I have to work through. He's like, yeah. 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 It's right. you, my baby. Yes. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> But one of the things that she said when she was upset, when she was kind of going on her little tantrum, was she brought up the fact, I saved myself for 27 years to give this thing to my husband. Yes. And now, and that's what she said, now I'm thinking that he's been out here being a nymphomaniac. Yes, so. That was your your choice. Yes, so. 
Pajamas on in season ten. You ain't you ain't get to this. I ain't get to this yet. But in season ten, one of the couples make her husband. They make they both go to bed with robes on. Good night, bitch. You lost your mind. Good day, good night. (laughs) You about to get all of these titties and all of this fupa just slip sliding on these motherfucking sheets, bitch. Because it was another couple of redhead chicks. Mm-hmm. So she's like, he's talking to her about intimacy. Same shit we talking about, right? 
And I think that if you listen to what he's saying, he's saying, I don't feel connected to you. Yeah. Like, I don't really feel like I'm getting to learn you, getting to know you. And she's like, is this about sex? Is everything about sex with you? It's like, all you want to do is have basic Caucasian sex. Ran that motherfucker window, she got what she wanted. Yes. It was like redhead one, bald guy zero. Like she fucked his whole life up. He looked at her like bitch. And got up and walked out the door. I was too through. I went to go pick up the phone. So I gotta call this bitch. Did she just come at Cause that is my shit. Basic like, Caucasian. Period. He was third. He started getting red and shit. I was like, ooh, child, you look like a dickhead. Literally. Like <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. But that's going off, that's veering off, that's going off topic. But this, this, you know, young woman who was having a difficult time kind of breaking out of that shell, everything else seemed to be going really well with that couple. That he wasn't, he's like, nah, we can't move past this. And for that reason, he decided at the end to terminate their relationship and ultimately get get the quote unquote divorce. And I'm like, divorce, eight weeks. Is that not an annulment? I don't know. They probably got an annulment. Yeah, shit was an annulment. They ain't never signed. They ain't take that motherfucking birth certificate. I mean, marriage license is all I'm saying. They ain't take that bitch. It's like, you sign, I sign. If we continue with this shit, we'll <laughs> date we'll it on that day. We'll, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I was I was ultimately a little sad um, for them because I feel like they had something yeah. um, that they could have done. I hate the word potential. But I think one of the things that he didn't really prepare for because he said early on in the show that a part of his sexual attraction to a woman develops by knowing that she knows herself sexually yes, yes. and i could see that i'm attracted to women who know what they want sexually and be able to communicate right right and she was, and she could not yes that she was not so i wasn't surprised no i wasn't know. surprised either um i was surprised that he was attracted to her um, for a couple different reasons, but you know, I'm sure that they did that intentionally based off of whatever the fuck you know specs he gave. Right. Um, at some point, even though they've been known to play around, Child. and we won't get too much into that, they've been known to play around with a motherfucker. <laughs> okay, and let me tell you, whoever the fuck is is listening to this, if you want to be entertained, <laughs> go, go back watch it and watch Married at First Sight. Season nine. Eight. Start that was eight. eight? Yeah. Start oh, eight. Okay. Start eight. Uh, yeah, that was the uh Repulsive Dead Oh shit. Yeah, season eight, okay. Um, yeah. Binge watch that shit and then hit us up or this whole podcast at gmail.com and tell us what you think. You can also hit us up on any of the other social media um outlets. So Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. Um, and shout out to some of our listeners who've been Reaching out yes. and giving us feedback, yo. We fuck with y'all. Y'all don't even know how much that like encourages us. Yes, encourages yes. us. This it keeps me from that one more drink that's gonna tip the <laughs> fucking scales. Um, so like I fuck with y'all. I appreciate y'all. Um, one person in particular because we don't say names. I said I would not say your name. However, I asked you specifically if I could shout you out. So this is your shout out. Um, yeah, so really quickly, I wanted to talk about <laughs> one of the fucking posts, speaking of social media, <sighs> that was posted in the fucking group. 
And so we have a Facebook group, if you don't know, um, and we share it with our brother podcast, the UX Sport podcast. Yeah, I see. Um, and that is with Bessie the Dream and Cortez King Seeds. Um, so ATS shares this group with Yafi and we get some content from it, just seeing what people are talking about, what they're interested in. Um, we post things, we pop in there, we try to be present. Um, but it's always something that catch my fucking eye. <laughs> and it's usually not the post as much as people's responses Response. yeah. to the post. But this particular post I thought was really interesting. Um, and I was able to save it so that I can read it really quickly and, and for this purpose this will kind of replace what we would have done for a lemonade letter tonight because it's kind of lemonade letter-esque but i thought it was really interesting because it deals with attraction and so really quickly it says my husband and i have been married for 15 years we have two little boys and we both have good and demanding jobs we haven't had any issues of infidelity i'm gonna stop right here for a second <laughs> and we are financially stable all things considered He's a great life partner and always has been. However, over the last couple of years, I have grown less and less attracted to him physically. Obviously, we are both older than we were when we started dating over 18 years ago. He has gained some weight, not a lot, but sure, but some for sure, and he doesn't have all those waves in his hair that he did when we first met. In fact, he has more of a George Jefferson thing going on. Um, that I have encouraged him to cut, but he has decided to he hasn't decided to let it go yet. I know that I'm not the young girl I was either, but for whatever reason, he still finds me physically attractive even after two kids. The problem is that over the last two years, I have literally probably used every excuse in the book not to have sex with him because I am not feeling the attraction anymore. Don't get me wrong, I love him. He's a great dad and a good husband. I just don't find him attractive. I think he's beginning to pick up on it because since March, when we were both started working from home, I can't use the excuse I need to work late and then come home after he's in bed to avoid sex. I'm wondering how I need to handle the situation. Do I tell him and risk breaking his heart or worse, destroying my marriage? Or do I keep trying to avoid sex until he decides he isn't interested in sex either? It's not like we had lots of sex anyway. I just don't know what to do. I love him. I really do. But how do I regain attraction if he doesn't do the things I've asked him to do to make himself attractive to me? I don't like his salt and pepper beard because it's patchy, but he won't keep it cut. I've asked him to lose the glasses and get contacts, but he says he doesn't want the hassle of contacts. I guess I just want to know what people think. Thanks. Now, that's lengthy as fuck. It's actually longer than I remembered it being. But a lot of shit is repetitive and the point is yeah. 15 years, two kids later. I'm no longer attracted. Physically, I ain't feeling you no more. Yeah. Um, first thoughts. My first thoughts? Yeah, because I, I, oh. I, I got some shit. I got I, a lot. I, I don't think that she's, I don't think that she's a bad person for no longer being attracted to her partner. I think my only gripe here is that she's not communicated you know, to him, she's done these roundabout, oh, why don't you wear glasses? Or why don't you cut your hair? Let's have a really sit down, a really adult sit down, mature conversation. Um, Because people, people grow out of attraction all the time. Yes. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I think that they maybe need to have a conversation about, you know, what their relationship looks like moving forward. Maybe it looks like something different. 
Um, clearly, she's expressed multiple times that she still loves him. I'm not one of those people that believe that just because you love somebody, yes. that means you should stay together. Mm-hmm. I or think that it would you're be right, or that you're attracted to him. The idea of like, you know, holding off from sex until he's no longer interested—that's a waste of both of y'all time. Period. It's a and waste. it's hurtful. Yeah, it's really hurtful because it goes back to what I said before about weaponizing sex. Right. The first thing when I read it, besides after perusing the comments, because um, most people were like, "Fuck that bitch," you know what I mean? This and that, and that. And I agree with you. Like, whoa, um, that's probably some really difficult shit for her to be experiencing as well. The fact that she's come to that realization yeah. and been able to actually say it aloud mm-hmm. is a big deal to me. Because a lot of times I feel like people hold that shit in, they keep it in over time, they start doing shit to intentionally jeopardize their relationship. relationship yeah. Um, because they. Do- well, first, they don't realize what the fuck is going on. And then once they realize it, they're too ashamed a lot of times or feel guilt or whatever to even, like, approach it, right? I agree. That's some fuck shit that you're going to bring this shit to social media. And not him. Before you had this conversation yeah. with this man. 15 years, I would hope you could sit down and have a brash conversation. Yeah. Right? Because this is some real shit. The other side of it is 15 years later, what he not telling you? It- what he not telling you? So whatever the fuck drew you in before, right? Whatever charismatic trait he had, whatever, you know, he's a great this, he's a great that, whatever the fuck he was doing before, in some kind of ways, and for both of y'all, not to put anything on him, that has faded. That has, you know, fell off by the wayside because you cannot tell me that, and you said this to me one time before, he take the motherfucking glasses off, and next thing you know, it's Clark Kent to Superman. I refuse yeah, to fucking believe that's else. true. It's something else. Y'all settled into comfortability. Y'all settled into minivan instead of motherfucking sports car. And y'all gotta get back into the sports car yeah. mentality. What if he's doing this right? You can't tell me that you haven't also slipped into some really, you know what I mean? Uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Comfortable ass. Yep. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm sure. Complacent. That's the word. Complacent ass shit yourself, right? Where we said before, we making mm-hmm. jokes about the fucking show. Y'all going to bed with flannel shirts and shit. You know what I'm saying? Instead of them cute little panties you used to wear, or asking him, you know, what he think about this before y'all go out, if y'all even fucking go out. And what's wild to me is the thought that I'm sure he's having some feelings too, some thoughts too. I imagine she'd be hurt if he was airing his shit out Period. on social media. Well, I, I think she'd be hurt if he didn't want to touch it. Right. If he decided, eh, I don't, I don't, you know I mean, I don't like the food, but like you said, <laughs> I don't like the rules. You know what I'm saying? You know, it don't do it for me. It don't, yeah. Period. You know what I mean? She probably got glasses too, or, you know, whatever the fuck situation that comes with age. All of us recognize that we're going to get older. Yeah. Everybody ain't going to be up there like fucking Patty and Gladys. Yeah, you know I mean, on fucking verses, like we are not celebrities. We don't have access yeah. to a lot of the shit that these people have access to, and therefore we have to do regular, regular shit to keep our, our shit fit. What are you doing, man? You saw he gained a little bit of weight, not a lot. What the fuck we talking about before then? Yeah, he got so uncomfortable his spirit. You know what, bitch? Now go a lot of out Go here. sit down. That think them up. I like me a fat stuff. nigga with a salt and pepper. Let me tell you something, little salt and pepper. That's saying like the beginning of a black pot right there to hmm. me. Give me some garlic and some onion powder and we can do some things. Stop fucking playing. Like yeah, you are going to talk yourself out of a, a potentially really good situation over some trivial bullshit. Like you said, get to the brass text of this shit. Have a conversation. Sit down. 
Put that shit out there first, yeah. right? And then start digging back some of them fucking layers and figuring out what's fucking with your intimacy. Because really, it sounds like it's an intimacy, an intimacy issue and not an aesthetic fucking issue. Yeah, I can't believe it. I yeah. have ran across motherfuckers that there would be no way, shape, or form on any of God's green earth that just passing in passing, I'd be like, mm, yeah. wouldn't turn my fucking head. And it's not because they're, you know, so unattractive. They're just not my type. So, but let them say the right shit. Baby. Let them do the right shit. Let them smell the right fucking way. Baby. Okay. And I'm sitting there like, what's the motherfucking puppy LaPew? <laughs> and that fucking squirrel that he was on all crazy. Yes. I'll be right like that floating in the motherfucking air. Awesome shit. Okay. I love a suave nigga. I love a confident motherfucker. Like, I love that shit. I live for that shit. So it's no way you could tell me that you can't figure out how to get that back. back right. Whatever the fuck got you, you could get that back, but it's only going to happen if he's aware. And don't I get me wrong, I'm sure he knows something the fuck wrong. Oh, of course. Because she's acting a particular type of way. I think that her failure to communicate robs him, though. Yes. Because nobody, if my partner is telling me they're no longer attracted to me, after the converse conversation, okay, how are we moving forward? Are, are we going to be friends? Are we going to yes, co-parent? Because yes. I don't want to be with somebody. Right. I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't find me attractive. True. Um, and maybe that would be his stance. But not and just that. He gets to decide what I want to do yes. moving forward. Look, this is my wife. I'm going to get that just, just for men. Yeah. And I'm going to touch up this beard. She don't like it. She doesn't find that aesthetically pleasing. I'm going to touch it up. You know what? I didn't realize it was this deep. These 10 pounds, they're going to come off. Babe, how about we do this thing together? Right? They got this, this seductive fucking couples. You tell me about sexy that. workout gym. Oh, Lord. Got to find a motherfucking partner to do this. That shit, look, yeah. I don't know if we would even make it to If like it don't end in sex, I don't want to do it. It, it. it look like it is sex. Sex is cardio. It look like it is sex. Oh, right. I mean, the advertisement, of course, they're closed. However, that, that shit look familiar to me. I know that position. I know that motherfucker. Like, where do I sign up? Matter of fact, fuck this. I'm just looking at this motherfucking ad a couple times. Jot down the moves. Yeah. How long can we stretch this shit out? That's what the fuck she need to be thinking. My thing is, I'd have had a motherfucker look, had that motherfucking meal cooked. Yeah. Throw that shit on this man come in. That's when he dropped his guard. <laughs> you know I mean? You wanna play hide and seek with the pussy and you mean expect him to have a legit how this man gonna have a legit conversation with you about chasing some shit where you already ain't fucking up? Okay. I'm telling What's you. What's his motivation? Those after sex man? conversations, man, they be groundbreaking. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Clearly We are both at our <laughs> most vulnerable. I'ma tell you whatever the fuck is on my mind. What did Cardi say and what ass pussy? Okay. I don't cook, I don't, I don't clean, cook. but let me tell you how I got this ring. Hmm. Man, it sounds like you want to get to cooking and cleaning a little bit more. You might have a ring, but if you're not fucking your husband, then normally if this was any type of other dynamic relationship, I would not be saying this shit, right? And I'm not saying it just because they, he holds that title that he's like deserving of her body, but what you're not going to do is go back on an agreement that you made without having him be a participant in that decision. Yeah. That's some bullshit right there. And it's unfair. It's some shit that he don't, like you said, he's unaware 
So how the fuck is he being held to some shit like poof? I don't even understand how the shit got to social media. If I'm sure. saying I love my partner, yes. If I'm saying that 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 I genuinely love him, I'm I'm, I'm coming at your neck with it. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Something is going wrong in our relationship collectively. We need to figure out how we get back on track. Yeah, I don't. Did you sat down and wrote that long ass shit? Yes. On on Facebook. That's it. And I think it was like a Get relationship group. Joan, I think she sent it to an initiative and got circulated because once again, once you put some shit out there, it no longer belongs to you. It belongs to us all. So thank you for that. <laughs> However, you're wrong, bitch. I'm sorry. Get the fuck on, girl. You're wrong. Like we say all the time, grow the fuck up. Everybody you- want to have adult <laughs> sex, but nobody want to have adult conversations. Period. And it don't sound like she want to have adult sex that fucking bad. Because if you're that unwilling to talk to him, that yeah. fearful of whatever the fuck is what, what? Once again, what did you just finish saying out there longer? What's the, What's worst, the that worst that can happen? Yeah. Right. The worst that can happen is he say, "Bitch, fuck you. I'm not changing shit, and I'm out." Well, technically, the only thing that would be different is you would lose what a friend, mm-hmm. and that point you ain't fucking him, and you would lose a living, a nesting partner to help with your children. But since he's such a great dad, I'm sure he'll still do his part yeah. outside the home, right? You're that fearful of having that conversation that you're robbing yourself from any type of sexual connection, intimacy on your own part or whatever. She's going to say, or do I just wait and try to wait this so shit he's out no longer until he's no longer interested in sex? Bitch, what, what you about you? What you want to do? Joe said it best. Baby, I want to do all the <laughs> things your man wants to do. Okay? That's not a thing, ma'am. Ma'am, that's not a thing. It ain't gonna be a matter of him just saying, you know what? It's like riding a bike. Anytime I hear these situations where uh, I, I'm not, I'm not one to deny myself pleasure. Like I'm, I'm just not. Yeah, that sounds stupid. I'm just not gonna do it. Um, so whenever I hear stories like this, and this bitch is talking about some, do I deny him sex or do I just wait until he's no longer interested in sex? Bitch, are you not interested in sex? That's what I'm saying. So you're not right. She sounds like one of them girls just like the girl on the on the show i was talking about the virgin who grew up calling their vagina the pocketbook that's what it reminds me of it reminds me of that person who was taught that this is the girl on the show kept saying give my husband and the husband on the show kept saying take her virginity and that was another thing they had to like kind of like try to help them correct their language about it like you're sharing yourself with them, but you ain't giving up shit. Yes. He ain't taking nothing from you. And that's what this sounds like in this fucking letter where she's saying, should I, you know, continue to do this thing? It doesn't sound like she has any buy-in. It doesn't yeah. sound like she has any autonomy with it, any desire. Like any of those things kind of like, eh, I'm kind of happy with Mm-mm. the basic Caucasian parenting <laughs> that I'm getting from him. Sends all the other shit. Nah. I want sex, bitch. What, what can you? What can we do? What can we do to put me in a place where I still want to fuck you? Right. Okay. <laughs> what can we do? Period. And I'm pretty sure if he thought that sex was completely coming off his head, yes. fuck that beard. Yes. <laughs> what you mean? Did you really say context? You want F your view? Right. Or do you got a preference? Right. <laughs> do I have to put ophthalmology on my insurance? Yes. Do we even have that? Is it an out-of-pocket expense? Flex spending right. account. What do like, we need to do? Because I'm going to get the pussy if I do right. this, right? Or 
Right. If glasses equal pussy points, yes. what would y'all be saying? Fuck them glasses. What do you mean? I'm confused so, about what you're suggesting at this point. I wish a motherfucker would tell me. I he not a boy, David. <laughs> He no longer attracted to me because I wear glasses. But you ain't got fucking with the glasses on, do you? If I want to see. Really? <laughs> they gonna have me think See? Bitch, this is why I sleep in my context. I never know when it's going down. I always <laughs> got to be ready. Okay? Now you're fair to Try to get out the crib. So the shit pop off and you're going to be looking around and putting your t-shirt, putting your legs in your t-shirt, trying to pull them up like pennies. Child, bitch, I'm going out there stark fucking naked as the Period. day I was born. I know that's you right. You seen one titty, you seen them all. Look, the stigmata. I'll <laughs> okay, bitch, arms up. Arms up, ladies, you like a big body. Which I'm like, uh, fuck you mean? I was gonna die in here, like. Well, bitch, it sounds like you're gonna die. It sounds like you're gonna die inside, and eventually, she's gonna get what she's asking for plus some if she maintains the same position. If she decides not to talk to this man, yes, he could very well decide I'm gonna stop pursuing you. Um, you know, we just gonna settle into this bullshit. It's going to be like a roommate, and then you're going to be mad yep. when your motherfucking replacement shows up. And this bitch is going or, to... Or you're going to try to get a replacement, and you're going to be war- it's going to be worse. Facts. No, what I'm saying is, because this this, I feel like this is how karma works. She's going to be fogging the shit out them glasses. <laughs> the new bitch will fog the motherfucking glasses. Ooh, fogging glasses. Uh, okay, keep fucking playing. Hmm. The new bitch will lick their motherfucking gray salt of pepper beer. Okay, so yeah. stop playing. Have a conversation. Him and his Sherman Hemsley. What she said, George Jefferson. Oh, George. Yes. I, said, I was like, bitch, I was like, well, we're moving on up. Period. And that new bitch gonna spit mm-hmm. shine the shit out his head. You got once again what you want. Do another motherfucker will. So once again, message. Yes. Okay, I just thought that that was ridiculous. I wanted to fucking put that shit out there because she was getting grinded in the in the comments in the group when this was posted, but not for shit that I thought yeah. she needed to be grinded for. Um yeah. And and I mean it's one side of like a motherfucker we don't know what the bull doing, not doing. And ain't no telling in his mind all of her shortcomings and he like, that's my wife, I still love her. So I'ma just rock you know I'm rocking I'm rocking with her. What she doing is what we doing. Sure. Yep. Period. I'm rocking with her. No problem. <laughs> that ain't no crime. That ain't no crime. That's my shit. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. <laughs> what you said? This roll right here? Yes. That ain't that no, no problem. problem. Fuck you mean. <sighs> people, people, get it together, please. Wow. I can't, yo. <sighs> but before we wrap it up. Of course, we have to give some more shout outs. A shout out to the World is Yours radio show with Andre. No excuses. No excuses. Mr. I can't believe he said this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook Live Thursday night, 8 p.m. I'm pretty sure it's 8 p.m. Once again, 8, 9, be on there at 8 so you can have a spot. This is some good music. Hear him talk his shit. Um, dope show. If you missed last week, yo, he had the sisters on there. I think they called Diva, some shit like that. 
um, up and coming. Don't really remember where they were from, um, but they could blow, yo. So oh, mark, mark his words, mark my words, mark our words. They gonna be doing some shit. Um, trio. And so he's always having guests. Never know when he's gonna have somebody, but it's always dope ass music, local artists, um, indie artists, independents a lot of times because he try to put people on. So if you're interested in music, if you are into music, check the show out. He does like some nice collaborations, connections, and all that shit. Um, we already said Yafi. Um, that is Facebook Live Saturday nights. I think that's also at eight. Once again, eight or nine. Be on the safe side. Be on the eight o'clock. Check it out. Join the group. Join the pages. Um, check out. You know the UX for it podcast page, but also the uh, or the smoke podcast page. And um, she essentials. Yeah, cause you know the curls be popping. Um, and she has beard butters, body butters. Um, scrubs. I just got some shit. Eucalyptus something for the feet. Some shit. Yeah. Sis be doing her thing. The products smell amazing. Um, the consistency is dope as shit. Really nice stuff. Check her out. That's She Essentials. Um, and then Root Work Soaperies. Hey. That's hey. me. It's <laughs> <laughs> me, Mario. <laughs> yo. Yo. This motherfucking frosting. This motherfucking body frosting, yo. Yes. Okay. As soon as I hear frosting, <laughs> I'm like, what we about to eat it? <laughs> what we about to eat it? But no, it's not edible. It's not. But it <laughs> smells like it should be. It looks like it should be. We might have to work on it. I'm not sure yet. But dope ass products, um, lotions, uh, body bath oils, bombs, butters, body oils, soaps, soaps, shit, soaps, ropes, lotions, <laughs> potions. All that shit. That shit coming out, up and coming, dopest shit. All of these are black owned um, small businesses. So definitely check them Jones out. And there's a couple other um, Jones that I'll make sure that we put um, in the tuck so that people have access to them because yo, we're coming across so many, you know, dope ass um, small businesses. Not yes. even funny. Support VOBs, black owned businesses. And if you have one, you know, hit us up, autosmoothpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can hit us up on, like we said, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Shit, you can hit us up on here, on Anchor. A um, couple of streaming services we're on. I can't remember all of them. Like I said, I'm tired. But there are ways to contact us, so let us know. Um, feedbacks, lemonade letters, still in effect. Hit us up. And, um, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Appreciate Peace. you. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>